Welcome to the F Word Conversations on Faith. I am your host, Matt Miofsky. Today, I'm really excited to invite back to the show one of my favorite guests, because Kelly was on near the beginning, I feel mm-hmm. like, of the yeah. F Word. But Kelly Weber is, I call her a prayer expert. That's not her official title, I don't think. Is it Kelly? No. You are <laughs> a spiritual director, though. That yes. is official. Yes. Uh, you also do, I mean, I want to talk about some of the other things you do. You're a spiritual director, mindfulness educator, in addition to also being a educator of drama theater and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But Kelly Weber, welcome back. It's good to see you. Thank you. Good to be here. So full disclosure, Kelly leads her own podcast here at the gathering, the church that we're both a part of called a prayer practice Mm -hmm. started in October or November around Thanksgiving, yeah. right? Yep. Weekly mm-hmm. uh, podcast teaching people how to pray. And that's really what I want to talk about today because, uh, you know, it's the first week of Lent, mm-hmm. which is this preparatory season leading up to Easter. Uh, if you go to church, if listeners go to church, you're going to be told that this is a season for reflection, for prayer, mm-hmm. for maybe fasting or coming back to your faith in a new way, focusing on faith. And I think there's a lot of people who say, yeah, I want to do that. Like, I want to be more intentional about faith, or I want to pray, or I want to slow down, or I want to practice mindfulness or meditate or something, and they just don't know how to do it. Yes. So I want to get to all that, but first I have to start just a little bit with you because some people don't know who you are. Would you share, I mean, so you are a teacher, Yes. What do you teach by day? So I teach by day. I'm a theater teacher. So I teach high school theater. Here in St. Louis. Here in St. Louis. And I direct shows after school. Um, I have a great job. It's awesome. I get to play with kids all day. But somehow in the margins of that life Mm -hmm. of teaching all day and doing things after school, you decided, I don't know, a while back to pursue spiritual direction. Yeah. Why? So, um... There was a bunch of things. Like, I don't know if I can really point to one thing that brought me there, but um, I, I, started, uh, I started practicing uh, centering prayer. Um, I, I have a family member who got sober and invited me to kind of, you know, kind of journey with him yeah. in that 12-step program and kind of learn from that. And that was really formative. And then I started going on retreats. Like I had never done that. Like I just started doing things that I had never done before and trying things. And I never even knew what a spiritual director was. I didn't know that that was a thing. Most people don't. Yeah. 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 And, and so then I learned about that and then I got a spiritual director and it was in kind of like 12, uh, 12 step speak, like a spiritual director is almost like a, what a sponsor would be. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, somebody who just kind of walks with you and, um, and is, is present with you and your in, on your path, on your spiritual path. And it was, uh, an awesome, really powerful practice for me. And then I kind of was like, yeah, maybe I could do this for other people. Yeah. So you went to school for this. So I Aquinas did. Aquinas Institute right here in St. Louis. Right here in St. Louis. You can actually learn how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Now, were you like a, I don't know, prayerful kid? Did you, are, we, are no. you a meditative person? Are you no. a, I mean. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I've always been drawn 
too quiet. I've had like a love hate relationship with with quiet, with silence, with you know, just like being out in nature. I mean, I've loved being out in nature, mm-hmm. but I I wouldn't call it like I'm not a good prayer. Like I'm not a consistent prayer. I'm not a like if you if if we're in a group and you say Kelly, can you start us off? I'll, oh, yeah. I'll I will. You'll clam up. I'll clam up. I'll be freaked out. I'm an actor. Like, give me a script. Not right now. You still aren't freaked out. If I would ask you to pray. I might be. Like, I'm not. Like, the whole uh, just, you know, impromptu prayer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, like I write my podcast. <laughs> I well, don't impromptu. That's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I write yeah. my sermons. People yeah. say, like, oh, do you just get up there and talk? No, that no, would be no. much no. less effective, I think, yeah. if I did that. So you went to school. You became a spiritual director. Talk just a little bit more. What do, what do spiritual directors do? So you said they guide people on their path. Can mm-hmm. anyone just get a spiritual director? I mean, what? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's actually a site called Spiritual Directors International, and there's spiritual spiritual directors for there are Christian spiritual directors. There are spiritual directors for every kind of faith mm-hmm. path. Um, anybody can get one. You usually meet once a month, um, and it's just somebody who kind of holds space for you to to really talk through what where God is showing up in your life and how God is working in your life. Sounds sort of like spiritual therapy. It is. I kind of kind of I kind of call it therapy for your church baggage. Or your God God baggage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's great. Yeah. So (laughs) do you love it? I mean I do. I love it. It's you know, it's a call it a ministry of mutuality, which means, Mm -hmm. you know, both people are just real I, I learn so much from the people I sit with and I listen to and um, it, it, I grow so much from being with people. Now you've done this for a little while, mm-hmm. long enough to maybe see patterns emerge. I mean, do you mm-hmm. see patterns with people these days when it comes to church, religion, spirituality? Absolutely. What are you noticing? Like, What are some typical things that people wrestle with or struggle with? Because I think it's always good for us to name some of those because mm-hmm. people think they're the only ones maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely been a huge movement in terms of like a deconstruction movement, like the the faith of my fathers and what I was taught as a child and what does that look like to me now? And yeah. the world has changed so much and it just some some things don't fit the way they felt like they fit when you were a kid and um and some things we need, you know, are some things that we've been taught could be toxic and how do we kind of mm-hmm. how do we let go of some of those things? And what is our I think a lot of those things come down to also what is our image of God? What is the God? What is our image of God that we've been taught? And what is our image of God now? And in what ways are we still living out of this kind of earlier, maybe like, you know, uh, Burger King, God in the sky, like who just, yeah. you know, has a crown and. It's so it's it's weird that intellectually we can sometimes move on or question, but but then emotionally mm-hmm. we default back to what we learned yeah. as a kid. Yeah. Whatever image of God was taught to us yeah. is really it's a lot harder to let go of that or change it or to yeah. develop that than we sometimes think. I have a lot a lot of people will say, um, well, I don't believe that. <laughs> but yeah, but their actions kind of speak differently. So yeah, naming those things and um, it's really helpful. 
So, yeah. So the first time I ever went to a spiritual director, I was in seminary. And, you know, during seminary, I was studying to be a pastor. And I realized one day, I don't really know how to pray. Mm -hmm. And I really, I mean that kind of literally. I mean, I knew Mm -hmm. how to pray. I knew what I had been taught. I knew how to say formal prayers like the Lord's Prayer. I knew how to do a meal prayer, like sit down around the table and fold my hands and say, you know, God, thanks for this Mm -hmm. meal. I knew how to kind of how to say, like, before I go to bed, you know, thank you, God, Mm -hmm. for this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Please help Grandpa and make sure I do good on my test tomorrow and ask God for some things. Amen. And that's about the extent of it. I mean, that was prayer for me was asking God for some things maybe before I went to bed, thanking God at a meal. And maybe a couple of prayers like the Lord's Prayer that I knew. Yeah. And that was kind of it. And the problem was, as I got older, and particularly when I was in seminary, I realized like the, you know, praying before I went to bed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I hadn't developed since I was a kid. I was, yep. I, I basically was praying the same way I prayed when I was 10. Yep. When I was 20 and <laughs> 25 and I thought gosh I'm supposed to be a pastor and I really don't know what else to do and so that's when I first went to a spiritual director and and helped me to to pray so I I suspect I'm not the only one out there who's like you know I'd like to be I should also Mm. preface this by saying I'm a horrible mystic Mm. or quiet Mm. time person Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) there's a lot of pastors who are like oh we're gonna do a retreat you know And I think to myself, oh, God, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't want to go on a retreat. I hate retreats. That's probably why you need to do it, though. I know. I, yeah. it's, you're exactly right. Yeah. But I had a friend who's like, oh, I went on this three-day, we didn't talk retreat, got to walk in the woods, and it was beautiful and wonderful, and I got to read and just spend time yeah. by myself. And I thought, that sounds like prison to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why you should do That's it. That's not how I'm <laughs> wired. I don't want to be by myself in the woods. Uh, so anyway, all this being said, I, I really didn't know how to pray and I felt yeah. like I wasn't very good at it. So I, I needed to learn. I bet I'm not the only one who feels that way. Who's mm-hmm. like, I, I'd like to pray, but I really don't know what I'm doing. What, give a, give me some advice. Where do we start as adults yeah. learning a, a, maybe a new habit of prayer? Yeah. So I think you're absolutely right that that kind of, I was making a few notes before this and I said like, yeah, that praying before meal time and before bed, like that child, we, that's what we learn as yeah. children. Right. Um, and I think the idea that prayer is this, you know, is just a conversation with God. Like when we, if you step back and just think about that, that's a little overwhelming. I mean, I'm going to talk to God. Like, what does God want to say to me? And like, does God talk? Like, how do I hear God? Yeah. And does God really want to hear from me? Um, so I think that you know that that puts um, that puts something between us. I think, and it, it, and I don't think there are a lot of people confident enough to say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to have a conversation with God." So I th- I like to kind of shift that to I'm going to just be in God's presence. I'm going to invite God's God to be in presence with me. Because that's what a relationship is, right? Mm-hmm. We don't always, when we're with people that we love, we're not always in conversation, yeah. right? Sometimes I mean, I'm, my kids rarely talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But you do things together. Yeah, that's right. You do things together. And so I kind of like to think about prayer as B, 
being in the presence of God and whatever, and being, having that intention of being in the presence of God and whatever happens during that time is prayer. So give me a practical example. So let's say I want to be in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. What do I do? What do you do? Or what are some easy ways to get started with that? Yeah. So I think, I mean, there's, you can, if, if you're thinking about kind of what we normally think of when we think about prayer, um, there might be a space that you create in your home, like a chair that you love, or you might want to mm-hmm. light a candle. You want, might want all the smells and bells around you, right? Yeah. And that kind of uh, embodies it for you because you're, you're, you're not just in your head kind of praying, but you're smelling things, you're seeing mm-hmm. things, you're, you're feeling a chair or a cushion underneath you. Um, so that, so creating that kind of space. routine, that kind yeah. of space and a time, probably and a time. Yeah. So curating your space and kind of curating a time. Yeah. So I like think that's so best? important, mm-hmm. so, especially for someone like me who's a little ADHD. And if I don't create, mm-hmm. or I'm going to go to this space at this time Yeah. to talk a bit about time. I mean, we don't have to start with like, you know, an hour of no. silent time. I mean, it can be, it can be two minutes. Yeah. It can be two minutes. It can be you know what, it can honestly be a full breath. Like if you make it consistent, if you want to just kind of learn how mm-hmm. to create a consistency in your life of, of making that intention, come up with your space, decide what time is best, and then really make a commitment to being in that space at that time. And I would, I start by saying, um, uh, I consent to being in the presence of God and for God to work in my life. And do you and, say anything beyond that? I mean, what do you do? Well, during, like, let's say it's two minutes. Do you just sit? Do you think on something? What do you well, suggest people do? During if there's, time? if they're looking to start kind of a silent prayer practice where there is, it is kind of a receptive prayer practice mm-hmm. where they're just quiet, like a centering prayer. Yeah. I mean, there's a centering prayer. There is talk about center. A, just talk yeah. about what is centering prayer. You said that. It could, so times. centering prayer is, um, it's a, a practice that it, that has, uh, father Thomas Keating and a couple other, uh, priests developed. It came out of, um, the cloud of unknowing, which is actually the first spiritual book written in English. It's a good title for a book. The Cloud of Unknowing. Yeah. And in it, it kind of outlines this method of prayer that is very meditative, where um, we, the first step is to consent to being in the presence of God. And then next is to, we, you kind of come up with a, a sacred word. So the word can be anything. Um, it can be love. It can be Jesus. Um, and then you kind of introduce, just in your mind, that sacred word. And then... There's like a millisecond of time when there's maybe space and then your brain comes in and yeah. you have thoughts and you think about like, oh, I forgot to turn off the stove or I have to go to this meeting later. And then you notice your thinking and when you notice it, you kind of let it go and you reintroduce your sacred word. And so your sacred word um, becomes an anchor for being in the presence, staying in the presence, staying now, here and now with God and not letting your mind kind of ruminate in the past or start kind of planning yeah. for the future. So it's very much actually like a mindfulness practice, like a, a secular mindfulness practice. Um, and and what it does is it it kind of shows us 
how much, um, how distracted we are. Yeah. And, and, and until we can really, you know, in my, in my understanding, God is here and now. And so in order to be in that presence, we need to be here now. And that's hard for us to be. I, yeah. Uh, what I love about centering prayer too, is the, the idea is not to get mad at yourself for being distracted or no. to try to keep these thoughts away, but it's almost like to let them come and go mm-hmm. to flow through and return to this word. And it, and it does work even for a person like me, whose mind I have trouble turning it off. It, Five minutes can go by pretty quickly just because all the thoughts that come Mm -hmm. that I have to sort of honor and then let them go Mm -hmm. and come back to a centering word. I mean, it can take a long time just to kind of let that, let all that stuff flow through. Mm -hmm. But there can be something really beautiful on the other side of that. The problem is we never get to that because we never stop being distracted. Yeah. And yeah, I'm glad you said that, that it's not. It's not about stopping your thoughts because your thoughts never stop. It's mm-hmm. it's really like a muscle that you're exercising yeah. that return, right? Yeah. That return. So that then the fruits of that practice, the fruits of that prayer, it's not about like, oh, I had a really good prayer time today. Yeah. Like it's just going to, like there are going to be days that you're more distracted and days that you feel good. But it's going to come later when you're, you know, somebody cuts you off and you can, you know. Yeah. Be more, you can respond. Return to the word. <laughs> you can return to your word. So yeah. talk, I mean, mindfulness and centering prayer, I mean, these are, this is one kind of prayer. Mm-hmm. I think it's sort of in line with what a lot of us think of. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, we can curate our space, have mm-hmm. a time, but it's a little bit in our head. But there are other ways to pray. I mm-hmm. mean, I think for me, it was a big deal to first find out, like, I could pray while moving Mm -hmm. i could pray by looking at something there are ways to pray with the bible like Mm -hmm. dio divino we maybe talk about that there are these other ways to pray can you talk a little bit about just some of the other options that people might not be really familiar with yeah yeah and again like any if you think about anything that i'm doing in that time when i'm inviting when i'm intentionally Mm -hmm. being with God as prayer. Um, there's a great book I have that talks about um, pr- uh, drawing through prayer. If you're somebody who, you know, you're a little ADD, you know, pull out a book and and um, and draw. And uh, you can do, it's like doodling around I love your that. prayer. Yeah. You can pray while you doodle? While you doodle. And um, I've used that with people before, and that's great. Um, like you said, Lectio Divina, um, with scripture. Yeah, can you share what that is? Yeah, so Lectio Divina is, um, it's sacred reading. So it's a way of uh, reading scripture um, when you, you, you choose a small passage, you read it, you read it slowly, and then you, there's a couple different things you can do. You can, you kind of can just be quiet, think on it, think about what, um, what images stand out to you, mm. notice what words or phrases, and really like invite God to speak through the text to you. And what do you need to know? What do you need to know? You don't have to be a Bible expert. No. Do you just. No. Yeah. No. And you can do it. I'm for Lent. Um, I decided I'm reading um, Wendell Berry's The. Um, Wendell Berry's The Peace of Wild Things. Mm. You know, you could do Lectio Divina like with, with poetry. Um, um, or you can, you know, 
Mary, like you can use a piece of scripture and a, and a poem yeah. and see how they they speak and to each other. What and, I love about like to Davina is you don't have to understand everything you're mm-hmm. reading. You don't have to know the context. You just read it and just sort of, it might be one word mm-hmm. or one little phrasing that just, oh, wow, I need yeah. to sit with that a second. Yeah. And, and then it, what's fun yeah. is like you start seeing it in other places, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's like you, Davina. Yeah. You can doodle while you pray. Yeah, doodling is cool. What about physical, I mean, like movement, movement, things you do when you move. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways, um, but certainly walking and praying, just hiking, being out in nature, um, going on pilgrimage. There's So there's, yeah, okay, so I have a story. Okay. So last year I have a friend who... Uh, she works with touring theaters and so she always is going all over the country. And she told me about this place here that I had never been to before um, in Eureka called um, the Shrine of the Black Madonna in the grottos. Have you ever been there? No. It's amazing. Tell me about this. It's amazing. So it's um, in Eureka and it is, there's an outdoor chapel and it's kind of kitschy and wild. And there's, there are these, there's the icon of the Black Madonna um, from Poland, and then there's this, these uh, mosaics, and then all around the space, there's all these grottos, and the grottos are kind of, they're like caves, but they're made by this priest who um, decorated them, so they're like, they're like little shrines for different, mm-hmm. um, different moments and different things, and and stories in the Bible and, um, and they're decorated with like old China, old, um, costume jewelry bottle. Like it's like the, the, the rabbits like and the lambs are made by those with those old cake tins. Yeah. I mean, it is it's just it, wild. It's just wild. And it's sick. like, so going somewhere, being in a place. Well, that's, and that reminds me, I mean, visual things can be so important mm-hmm, to prayer without mm-hmm, words, even, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason, like, if you walk into, I don't know how many people have walked into, let's say, a Greek Orthodox church. Mm-hmm. There's a couple in St. Louis or any kind of Orthodox church. They're full of these icons mm-hmm. and all these, the, I mean, the art is almost mm-hmm. overwhelming. And that can be a form of prayer, just yeah. sitting with an image mm-hmm. or sitting with a, a scene or, uh, I mean, that's, there's a reason there's so much art in churches. Yeah. Is that sometimes it doesn't have to be with words, it can be with images. Yeah. I go to the art museum, take a walk. I mean, mm. there's, there's so, yeah, there's so much. And that's, that's really beautiful. There's also a, a hermitage down in Peevely called Visions of Peace Hermitage. And it has these little, so if you're not like a group retreat person, yeah. pilgrimage person, this little place has nine little, like little one room apartments oh built God. into the cl- like the, the cliffs side. yeah looking right. over the missouri river mm-hmm. and you can go and i think it's like 60 bucks for the night and you can just go and be in the space and it's it's gorgeous it's just yeah it sounds terrible to me but i, I mean it I know, sounds gorgeous I know. too it's gorgeous this is like my fear of going yeah. off by myself <laughs> in the woods but i agree you're right so i want to Talk about, you know, where somebody can start. Because uh-huh. Lent, this might be a great time yeah. for somebody to just start one of these practices. Yeah. Uh, find a space, mm-hmm. find a time, mm-hmm. start small. Yeah. 
Uh, if one kind of prayer doesn't seem to be working for you, try a different kind, mm-hmm. maybe. So mm-hmm. maybe you start with centering prayer. Mm-hmm. And then the next week, or you choose a different kind, or yeah. you decide to take a walk. I mean, any other tips just yeah. for, for people novice who, prayers? Yeah. So if the silence is deafening to you, <laughs> you know, um, you can you can play some music so that there's something else yeah. to kind of focus there. on other than... You know, just mm-hmm. your head and and the and your sacred word, so that can be helpful. Um, yeah, and really resisting the urge to like judge yourself. Just you know, yeah. Let it just let it let it be. And and think about too, like think back to when you were a kid. Like, what were the things that you enjoyed? If you were a kid who loved to be out in the woods, then you know, center your practice around yeah. around being outside. Um, if you're a really social person, maybe grab a friend and, and do it with a friend, you know, praying, doing centering prayer, even though it sounds like a really solitary thing when you're doing it with other people, it it takes on a different, there's a weight to it. That's really beautiful. You can kind of feel where it moves from being quiet to really being Talk about that. We can pray with other people as well, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't always Mm -hmm. have to be by ourselves. Yeah. 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 And and there's and there's lots of ways you can do that. You know, you can take a walk with somebody. Yeah. And um just you can practice being quiet and contemplative on a on a walk with somebody else, being yeah. in somebody's presence. I I was listening, I forget where I heard this, but I heard this recently somebody talking about marriage and long-term relationships and what's important to one of the ways to kind of, you know, after 25 years, stay married. stay married. And one of the things I'm was, you're 23. Okay. So, so here's a piece, here's a piece of advice. Yeah. So they talked about like novel experiences and that kind of when you first fall in love, you know, there's all, everything's new. Right. Yeah. And then, um, after 20 years, you know, you kind of know everything. Yeah. So intentionally creating those novel experiences brings you back to that time of, yeah. you know, excitement. And I, I think that's, the same, you know, we've, if you've been a Christian for a long time, if you were raised mm. in the church, try some, you know, try, try something, something new. new. I, I want to, one more thing I want to mention, cause it's been useful for me is there are books of prayers or little liturgies, mm. which is a fancy church way of saying just kind of a, an order of how to pray. Yeah. You don't have to make all this up yourself. Like sometimes yeah. I know that I don't want to be creative and I don't want to have to think mm-hmm. or figure that out and sometimes centering prayer is tiring so i'll go to just there we have two thousand years worth of prayers from people who've come before us there's so many books of prayers Mm -hmm. there's little guides on like hey just read this while you say here's a scripture here's a prayer Mm -hmm. take two minutes and then close and i know at times for me that's really useful too i mean popularly we sometimes call these just devotionals i mean the part of the power of devotionals is it gives me one, you know, I open up my book, there it is, yeah. and I just do today's devotional, yeah. and I don't have to think too much about yeah. it. So that that's an option, too. Yeah, and that's really, that. those can be really helpful, particularly when you start, and you're like, I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one, it's kind of based on, like, the Book of Common Prayer. I think Shane Claiborne wrote it, and it's like a year, like, and it looks like a big book, I and yeah. I use that sometimes, and it's lovely. Um but also then once you've done that, like 
you can kind of create your own, yeah. like just write your own. Um, and doing the podcast, that's, you know, what I've really enjoyed and what's really been meaningful to me is, wow, like I'm praying as I'm kind of creating these prayers. And So I want to talk about lovely. the podcast. Yeah. So this is a podcast. We, you know, we house it here at the gathering. People can find it on our app. But tell me about the podcast. What do you do each week on it? And kind of who's it for? Yeah. So um, it's lovely because uh, I don't have to kind of come up with the theme, which I love because that's hard. <laughs> um, so uh, we were given kind of a list and each week there's just a different word to kind of go mm -hmm. from. And so I just kind of let that word marinate, let that, yeah. you know, kind of see where it's showing up and do reading and just really kind of meditate on that word, pray on that word. And then, um, uh, feel, you know, it, it's, I, you know, this always sounds cheesy. Like when you're like, ah, oh, spirit led, but you do, yeah. you kind of, um, so you on the podcast, so the podcast is called a prayer practice. Mm -hmm. It's every week. Yep. It's a different word. Mm -hmm. You just reflect on that. I just kind of reflect. For people, yeah. with people. I reflect a little bit, and then I write a prayer, and then I write a blessing. And and then sometimes it's like a, sometimes it's something you kind of just listen to. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's more of a practice, and something there's more. To do. Yeah, there's, um, uh, like, um, there's more silence involved. So guided, I'll, gui I'll guide yeah, you through right. something. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to tell people. This can also be something great. It's almost like a weekly devotional. Mm -hmm. You can listen to this each week. And um, again, it's a prayer practice. It's a podcast that Kelly hosts. We do it here at the gathering, but you can, sometimes it's just listening. Sometimes Kelly guides you through mm -hmm. uh, a thought exercise yeah. or a, a prayer time. A prayer time. <clears throat> and, it comes out every week. People can find it on um, the Gathering app, so they can just search and download the app. It's under the hub, our podcast center. And I love it because, again, you you don't have to come up with everything. <laughs> yeah. You can just listen. Yeah. And you can do it wherever you listen to podcasts. You can do it on a walk. You yeah. can do it yeah. in your in car. Your car. Uh, you can sit down in your Mm -hmm. prayer spot and put it on your phone or whatever and listen to it there but it's a great way to begin a practice when you don't know where to start yeah and i want to thank you it's been a really yeah. awesome resource for Absolutely. people what's well, been really like i said it's been a real blessing for me yeah. yeah so that's every week it's called a prayer practice it's kelly's podcast again you can find it you can go to gatheringnow.org download our app it's really the easiest way to get it on your smartphone and then you can kind of do it once a week, mm -hmm. uh, wherever you are. And it's a, it's a really incredible way to get started. Um, really quickly, Kelly, any particular book resource, anything you want to lift up for people? I have a couple of my own that I, yeah. I found useful and I, I didn't know if you might have one or two that you want to lift up. You know, I, um, I have, I have started, uh, doing a lot of reading on kind of, uh, the saints and some of the yeah. the writings and um and I and so I love I love that um so yeah there's just such a rich history that I think a lot of us maybe didn't grow up with or maybe you did but 
you know, you, maybe at this time you can kind of look at things a little, yeah. you know, anew. So there's a lot of, um, there's also some good podcasts out there that, that are, you know, lovely. Um, yeah, there's so much, re- there's so many resources. There's two that I've, one that I've used for a long time, but I love it again because of my personality type. It's called Paths to Prayer. It's purple mm-hmm. if you look it up on Amazon mm-hmm. by Patricia Brown. And what I love about it is it, it go, you know, you talked about this 2000 year history. It takes 40 different pray, ways of praying mm-hmm. and just kind of teaches you how to do them. Mm-hmm. And what I love for someone like me is, like I said, I grow impatient and stuff so I can do one for a little bit and then like, okay, I, I'm kind of done. I want to go to the next Move one on. or I don't really like this one. What's yeah. the next one? Some of them are about movement. Some of them are body prayer. Some of yeah. them are about using art or some of them are more meditative, but they all have kind of historical roots mm-hmm. in the Christian tradition. And I love it because it teaches you how to do it. It's not just a, hey, go pray. or uh, So I love that one. I encourage people, Paths to Prayer. Uh, the other one that I've been using some lately is called, it's an Episcopal resource, but it's called Daily Prayer for All Seasons. Mm-hmm. And it is, again, if you don't want to have to do the thinking, you just open it up. And it has prayers for all different times of the day because historically Christians have prayed at different times during the day and they've called the, the prayers at each time a certain name. Maybe some of you have heard these that are lauds or vespers or mm-hmm. things like this. And, and, but anyway, it gives you, you know, if you want to pray every day at noon, it just gives you a little thing to do. Mm-hmm. If you want to pray at bedtime, it gives mm-hmm. you something other than like maybe what you learned when you were five. Yeah. And so it's really good. And again, you don't have to think too much about it. It tells you what to do. Yeah. And it's kind of the same for a season. So you'll find that all through Lent, it'll be the same. And then as soon as Easter's here, it'll kind of switch over and you have a different nice. one to pray. And then nice. you do that for many months. <laughs> so that's another one that I love. And then lastly, and maybe most simply, here at the gathering, we also have a daily devotional just for Lent. And people can go to our website, gatheringnow.org, and you can just sign up. It'll get emailed to your inbox. It's been written by all sorts of different people here at the gathering. I love it. Mm. Today was about fasting. I loved it. Yeah, Brittany wrote about fasting. Yes, it was so good. It's so good. good. And again, it's so simple. It'll take you, what, five minutes, (laughs) maybe tops to Mm -hmm. read. It's a scripture. Today was Isaiah, a little reflection. These are accessible. They're down to earth. They're not... Bible experts or people, kind of normal people who are reflecting on their faith. Mm-hmm. And I love it. So you can also get that on the app, but I get it delivered to my inbox via email because it's still an easy way for me to make sure I see it. So if you go to gatheringnow.org or again, go to our app and just look for the Lenten devotional, you can sign up for that and start that way. I think yeah. that's the big thing I've taken away from this conversation is just if you haven't been good at it, set an intention, maybe set a time and a space. It can be less than five minutes mm-hmm. and just try it. And I think just Lent is such a great time because it's a definitive, you know, mm-hmm. 40 days yeah, without yeah. Sundays, 40 days. And you can just try it. Mm-hmm. And that's at the end it worked you can you might find that hey i don't necessarily need the book anymore or i can maybe yeah. i'm gonna try a different style. try a different way and yeah our, yeah and it's it's such a lent is such a great time to just yeah decide what you know anytime you create any kind of discipline that is a uh 
it's a well, in terms of like giving something up for Lent, I'm not a big giver upper, but giving up my time and my will to a discipline to prayer. To prayer what a great thing. Give up is. a little bit of your time yeah. this Lent. So if yeah. you haven't given anything up for Lent, you can give up five minutes. You can give up five minutes. Every day. Yeah. Try it. Yeah. And just see. So, um, Kelly, thank you so much. Yeah. This has been a really helpful conversation. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. Uh, for all of you who are listening, again, uh, Kelly's podcast can be found gatheringnow.org or just download the app. Uh, this Lenten devotional can be found there as well. You can sign up to receive that by email. Uh, if you don't have a church, I always like to tell people, you know, uh, the church I serve, the gathering, we would love to have you worship with us. Coming to worship can be a start for some of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're we're worshiping in person at three sites here in St. Louis. We have, a course, online worship. If if that's better for you, we're going to be uh, starting a new series during Lent on how to follow Jesus. So we'll be talking about prayer and some disciplines that we can do. Uh, but it's a time when I, I think a lot of us, I know, maybe feel like something's been missing the last two years or we've our life's been upended and we're looking to get back to kind of a, a way to live that seems sustainable and mm-hmm. and joyful. And I know a lot of us are searching for something new. So if that's you, I really encourage you, if you just feel a little bit of a nudge, like maybe I need to get back to some of this or I need to move towards some of this for the first time, uh, I really invite you to do it. We'd love you to do it along with us here at The Gathering. So Kelly, thank you for joining me. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, thanks all of you for listening. It's great to have you on the F Word Conversations on Faith. I'll be back next week. But for now, uh, take care.